Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 30-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab a mat and we'll get right, started. Thank you all for being here for the inaugural Unwind class. I've been just, it's, it's, it's hard to admit how excited I am about a class that's about sleep and relaxation, but I'm so excited. Cannot tell you. So the idea is that we're going to move through some postures that are good for unwinding the body, uh, unwinding tension in the mind and helping us get into the brainwave state that we want to be in to either relax or just head to bed. So making yourself as comfortable as possible is the goal. If you have things that could help you be more comfortable, like pillows, blankets, any of that stuff, go ahead and grab it because we will be doing um, some relaxation that having a pillow wouldn't like it. If you tend to like laying down with a pillow, like that's a good thing to have. Um, we're also going to make this a ritual so that by the end of this three-week series, you'll have this sequence somewhat in you, in your body. And we, we can do this again and again. We can keep this going as long as you want. But should you choose to do this on your own, you'll probably remember how to, to do this. So uh, my goal is to give you a little nighttime ritual that you could do on your own anytime you might feel the need to help yourself relax or get to sleep. As um, someone who struggles to sleep, uh, this has been helpful for me. So let's start in child's pose. As you're making your way to child's pose, a couple things you could do. If your room could uh, have the lights dimmed, you, feel free to do that. If you have a block that you could place under your head in child's pose, do that. And then there are a couple variations on child's pose. We're gonna enjoy them all. Take your arms by your sides and let your palms go face up so the back of the hand is on the floor and you feel the curve of the back of the hand, feel the curve of the top of the foot, you feel the top of your shin bone, the center of your forehead, all grounding down. And there's a lot of the body here that's not grounded, that's floating. Notice those spaces. And let your weight fall into the spaces that are grounded. The feet, the hands, the top of the shin, the forehead center, in a way that feels pleasant. It's one of the reasons that a block under the head can be so nice. So it takes a little pressure out of the neck and we can let the head just go heavy. Another reason to have a block is to roll your head gently side to side. And you have a nice firm block, this massage of the brow line. In particular, that little spot between the eyebrows. That little massage with your block, it's that kind of yoga weird that you do on a yoga retreat. 
back to center with any of that rocking pause let the arms get heavy let the upper back round you're going to breathe into the back of your heart breathe all the way out I'm going to shift the positioning. Our big vinyasa is going to be walking from child's pose to extended child's pose. Take the arms out in front and take your knees wide apart. And here your head probably doesn't need the block. It could rest on the floor, but if you prefer it, do it. And take the arms out wide and reach on the fingertips as long as your side bodies can uh, enjoy. But not as long as you can go, but as long as you can enjoy. Fingertips on the floor. And let's give a little sit of the hips back so that you've got fingertips there. They're like tree frog hands. The suction cup to the floor as the hips sit back toward the heels. Get breath in. And breath out. And then on an inhale, slowly rise up. We're going to come to hands and knees. You'll walk the hands back almost under the shoulders, but slightly forward and slightly wider. And we'll take cat pose round. Pull your navel center. Be the last bit of breath out. And then cow pose arch. Press your hands down. Pull your heart forward, spine in. back into center we're going to extend the right leg back press the heel back press your hands forward breath here draw your heart forward head rises up in line with the spine it's as close to any kind of plank as we're going to get tonight you're going to spin the back foot flat and then open the right arm up into a kneeling side plank that becomes a kneeling side bend where you reach the right arm for your front wall. You're gonna press your right heel down into the mat and reach long through the ring and pinky fingertip. And breath in and breath out. Then back to center, hands and knees, pause land feel the two sides of your body there's different texture and temperature going on in each and then extend your left leg back press the heel back press your hands gently forward draw your heart forward back of your head up so there's some lightness there we'll spin the back foot flat press it into the mat lift the hip and then lift the right or left arm, stack left shoulder over right. And reach the left arm long. Side body here. Breathing in, breathing out, like flossing your ribs. The back heel press down, reach through ring and pinky fingertip. And then exhale, release that back to center, hands and knees. Here you're going to take your right leg out to the side. So the right leg is taking straddle. So that 
one kid doing its own thing, moving out to the side. And then right arm's going to follow it. You're going to open into a stack of the right shoulder over the left. Then bring your right arm down and through. Thread the needle so that you lay your right shoulder down on the floor. Press your left hand down. Press your right arm down and breathe. One more breath here. And then on an inhale, undo it. Back to center. Hands and knees. Pause and feel the difference between the two sides of the body. We'll take the left leg out into the straddle. Press the left foot down. And left arm lifts up. You stack left shoulder over right. Press your right hand down. Draw your heart forward. When you exhale, come down and through and breathe. Press your right hand down. Press your left foot down. But it doesn't need to be as strong as you would in a vinyasa class. Definitely, if you want that, you can. It's more the subtle grounding that lets you know you're stable here. Then the, the active rooting that we use to rise up. Slight difference in tone. Big difference in feeling in the nervous system. On an inhale, you're going to unwind yourself back to your center line. And then tucking your toes, we're going to sit the hips back toward the heels, press the hands forward. Good stretch of the feet there. If you need or want more to that stretch, walk your hands in and keep walking them in. If you want to sit all the way up into uh, the Vajrasana, the, the toes pose, you go for it. Um, the overstimulating for my personal uh, nervous system. One of the, the things about the nervous system, it, well, it's awesome, right? but it, it is really interwoven with our fascial network. And if we're, if we're putting too much pressure on any of the, the body's connective tissue, the nervous system will amp up as a protective mechanism. It's how we've gotten this far. So when we take a stretch in a relaxation class, we want it to alleviate tension, maybe not uh, to the full extent that we would use in a uh, class meant to develop flexibility. You wanna feel a release and a relief rather than a lot of elongation or, or stretch sensation. And slowly release that and when you do, just a little, uh, come forward onto your hands and knees, a little pitter pat of your toenails on the mat surface, just the front of the feet then uh, soften them into the floor. And kind of melt the feet, melt the hands into the floor, melt the upper back. So you're doing a really lazy cow pose. Like it's just like a little bit of that 
sagging and, and and that's totally fine here what we're looking for then just enough press to bring you back to center to buoy the back of your head up to feel the lightness at your heart but that you're not overworking you're just serenely stable breath in when you breathe out, you're gonna cross the feet at the ankles, come around to seated any way that you like. If you have something soft to sit on, my question is why not? Uh, something soft, something that's, that's also supportive. So uh, you wouldn't wanna sink into anything at this point, but if you can make yourself more comfortable do. And then uh, the shoulder shrugs, just really nice big circles of the shoulders, slow circles of the shoulders. Coordinate those with your breath. And you might use the same breath that you would use for vinyasa, the ujjayi breath. Might take a softer approach. I tend to use a really soft ujjayi. I'm trying to yoga myself into relaxation. My brain needs to, to have that specific thing to do. If you have more awareness of your breath and don't need that action, feel free to just go with the flow. If you are making a sound, just make a light sound. And the shoulder blades slide down the back, I'll lift the center of the chest and then you know, bring your right ear directly towards your right shoulder. So just let the head tilt. As you do, bring the lightness to the center of your chest. We'll take the right hand to the side of the head. And the thing we're gonna do with this is just lay the weight of the hand onto the head. And then gentle press of the head up into the hand. And then your fingertips somewhere around your temple. Let's see if you can find that. And this is super gentle, but she's going to curl your fingertips into the scalp, into the skin. It gives this an encouragement these muscles upward. Upward action into the muscle of the side of the face, the muscle of the side of the neck. Breath in. As you breathe out, a slow dissolve of the work of the hand, hand back to your lap. We're going to tuck the chin in here towards your chest, bringing gaze toward your heart, your heart lifts up toward your face, breath in, open your mouth, let it go, move from the base of your skull. Bring your head up to the top of your spine. Just let it balance there. Take this really fine, delicate balance. So we lift the, the base of the skull away from the neck. We feel the nape of the neck lengthen. Keep that length as you tilt the left ear toward the left shoulder. And just pause and note the, the stretch sensation there. Then the left hand is gonna lay it really lightly to the head, 
You press the head gently up into the hand. Good. And then the fingertips somewhere around the temple area, just really lightly, they get hold of the scalp and the muscles of the face. Just get an elongation, decompression. Amazing what just a little bit of lift in the muscle scalp can do to the side of the neck. Might take the corner of the mouth along with it. That'd be nice. Slow dissolve that. Hand back to the leg and then chin in toward the chest. Lift your heart towards your face. Get breath in. And breath out. And take the hands. Take your hands to the nape of the neck and just, just feel that. Feel, uh, feel your neck. Feel the spine. Go for fingertips of the spine. And then you can feel where there's the, the softness, the nape of the neck. And then there's the base of your skull. Just take the fingertips around and in, investigate that, the, the base of your skull. It's, it rides up higher at the center and then goes down lower toward the, the sides of the head. Your fingertips at the base of the skull in the very back, that uppermost point. Press that part of the head back into the fingertips to stack the head so that we're not hinging at the neck. Bring the neck into its natural alignment. And then with the fingertips at the base of the skull, the very highest point at center, just give a little direction up. Breath in. When you breathe out, keep that uh, lift of the, the brain. Right? And bring your arms out to the sides like cactus. Spread them out. Squeeze the shoulder blades together. Elbows down. And then let the arms just fall loose at the sides like you just shrugged off a heavy backpack. Breath in. When you breathe out, we're gonna come down onto your back. And then this is a nice place. If you have any part of you that wants to rest on a pillow or a block or blanket, do that. Could be your head, could be your sacrum. Uh, just if there's any bony sticky outy points that when you lie down, you notice could be familiarated with a, a proper tool. Use that thing. You cross the right foot to the outside of the left thigh. Bring legs in for reclined pigeon. And pause in this. If you need to move it around, for sure do that. If you can, right, get to a point with this where the sacrum is level. Your right leg is being stretched, but not overly so. So there's not a big stretch response. There's the sensation of the outer hip. And it's not dialing up the nervous response of the body. And it can be just steady. Note to your hands, are they doing a lot of work? Could you ease up there? Could the hands just be supportive of this shape? 
two more breaths to stay. So the elements that we're working toward in this particular style of practice is the earth element and the water element. Being really grounded and having this steady, even flow of breath. about some of the most serene places we think of, right? There's this element of land and water. We carry those elements within us. And can bring ourselves to that, that natural serenity when we focus on it. Bring the sole of the left foot to the floor. We're gonna extend the right leg up. You can, if it grounds you, place your hands to your leg. Um, but we're not gonna pull on it. So uh, when we take this for relaxation pose, it's not so much about the hamstring stretch. In fact, Emily, you were just here. I was doing the exact opposite thing with this. But with this one, little softness to the knee definite softness to the hands. I, I place my hands to either side of my leg just to keep my body kind of fully engaged in what I'm doing. Uh, to prevent just scratching the dog's ears for the rest of class. But I'm not pulling on it. If you prefer, take your arms out to the side, let them lay down, palms up. Three more breaths here. Bend the knee. Bring the sole of the foot to the mat and pause with both feet on the mat. The texture, the tone, the temperature is different from side to side. Take a moment to acknowledge, to feel it, to spread both feet out. Then we're going to cross the left foot to the outside of the right thigh, recline pigeon. Again, not really, uh, I'm almost hesitant to call these poses by their names because we're not taking it the, the same way that we might in a vinyasa class, but more of this idea of you're creating the shape to breathe and breathe out and to stabilize, to steady. And certainly there's some hip opening benefit. I don't want to discount that. But let your hands be light. This is also one where uh, we don't need to do all that active work with the right leg that the teacher is always talking about, pulling the right leg in. I let the right leg be a little soft. A great place to do this is at the wall. If you have that wall or that closet door that's right there and you want to put the right foot to it, 
really nice way to alleviate the work of the arms or the work of that uh, right leg to put the foot on the wall. Two more breaths here. floor and unwind the left leg and let it be there. So it's going to be you know, as bent or as straight as it wants to be kind of naturally. You can place your hands to it. You can take your arms out to the sides. A good way to, to choose, right? If you feel really calm already and you just want to let the arms kind of go and do their thing, like do that, let the arms drop down heavy. If the mind is, is still kind of wandering around, bring them in. It brings the hands more towards your center line. Which, which literally brings more brain space towards your center line. Bringing the brain space inward might be helpful in rounding up those excess thoughts or upswirls of emotion. That's small stuff, but it's real stuff and how we use our body. using all the, the tools at your disposal, all this that you've been given in your physical space to quiet yourself, to calm and soothe yourself. Most of us know how to do it for other people and do it really well. And many of us are lucky enough to have people who do it for us. And being able to soothe your own soul is also a worthy practice. One more breath where you are. Bend the knee, bring the sole of the foot down to the mat, pause, feel both feet. You may know they may feel bigger than usual. That's they're not, but they may feel just more alive, more awake, more real than usual. That's a good thing. And then bring awareness to your sacrum. It may feel more awake than usual. If it feels like it's like a bony uh, kind of experience there that it's uncomfortable, it's unsettling. 
grab a blanket, even just a thin one, and slide it underneath so that the, the back of your hips doesn't, doesn't feel hard on the floor, right? Just pause to really note that. And I, this is just something that will affect your relaxation if there's a bony, bumpy, sticky outy parts that are natural to the human body, right? They're called tubercles. Uh, if they're poking into the floor, it's not gonna be a great experience for us. Out witness that. And then if you've got a block, you're gonna place the block underneath your head and just raise the head to a degree that feels comfortable for you. Now, if you uh, prefer a pillow, that's cool too. If you'd like to do just a little more neck work before we Shavasana, you bring the block so that one of its beveled edges is at that ridge of your skull that we were working with earlier. That you just slow, like really slow, like drunkenly slow. I'm sure none of y'all know what that's like, but rock your head. Just however slow you think you need to do it, do it slower than that. And you're just finding any of those little points of tension that the block can put a little, put a little myofascial release in, just a little massage. And this is the famed shadow yoga practice of sawing off your head. I like to take that figuratively and just not think about anything else. But for sure, you know, when we go on our retreat in uh, Provence, we're gonna call it the guillotine. You know that, you know that already. Also, everybody who wants to go on a retreat in Provence, call me after class, cause I'm ready for that. Actually, don't call me after class, go to bed, have good dreams, call me tomorrow. You are really enjoying the movement of your head side to side, that very slow, very drunken movement. Uh, continue that, but when you're ready to stop, stop as slowly as you started so that slowing down, like when we do washing machine pose, let the head, just, it's like almost like it, it stops without you noticing. You, you sneak out without anyone noticing the Irish goodbye. And then have breath when you've stopped. Slowly transition from the block to a good resting point for your head. If you're already there, totally cool. Then extend the legs and the arms into Shavasana. And we'll, we'll start with the traditional Shavasana, which doesn't make it the right Shavasana. It's just the, the initial shape that we're gonna take, which is arms and legs 
extend it away from the midline so that you have space. Think about the, the legs just falling open in their natural rotation outward from the hip. And then bring the eye of your mind with your eyes closed. Bring the eye of your mind to your feet. You may find that when you naturally let your legs go, the toes point in slightly different directions. That's cool. That's cool. That's true. It's, it's right. You don't need to line up your legs. Just do notice. Do the legs fall evenly away from center or does one fall more to the right or left? You don't need to correct it. In fact, please don't. I will, I'll say my right leg falls much more to the right and my toes fall much more up to the right on the right. Yours may be the opposite. Let the legs just fall naturally out to the sides. Unless that's really uncomfortable. If it's really uncomfortable, you need to change something. If you feel that the hips are where the discomfort is, you could take constructive rest pose. But another option is this blanket underneath the sacrum, which your teacher should probably tell you about in every class, but uh, we shortcut with constructive rest. Raising the sacrum could help. So not just patting it, but lifting it a bit, just a little bit. In fact, it's exquisite what just a little bit of something will do sometimes. And bring your attention to your low back, that curve of the spine inward. Each of us have that curve inward to some degree. If you feel that there's too much going on for the sensory enjoyment of this pose, and that's different than there just being a big curve. As some of us, we get naturally big low back curves, we feel fine. But if you feel like yours is uncomfortable, Try lifting your rib cage or lifting your hips, one or the other, or do one and then the other. See if you need to elongate the space between hips and ribs, because sometimes that's the reason for the, the extra sensation there, is that we've just laid ourselves out too short. We've just sold ourselves short. So sell yourself long. You bring your awareness to the rib cage and move your breath in and out. As you inhale, feel the spread of the shoulder blades into the mat. Like outward and downward pressure of the shoulder blades that is natural. And we're going to Enhance that just slide one and then the other out from underneath you. You might want to take the arms up and just really allow for, for the space there. And the arms moving out to the sides. Think of this as like having space around your underarms. Not something we talk about very often, but a nice thing to do to to have space there, the, the muscles of the side body, right? the, the underarms are such an underrated part of, of the body. We, we tend to, to avoid 
talking about them or thinking about them and all the muscles that connect like our back and our chest and our sides to our arms go through that area. Let it be spacious, let it be relaxed. And your arms themselves may rest comfortably out to the side, but for some of us, the elbow creases don't love that action. You might be more comfortable with your hands to your belly or hands to your heart or to lowest ribs. Another reason to bring the hands in could be for the, the temperature to, to stay warmer or to focus more of your attention inward toward the shashumna, the central channel of the body. Is anything else that you need to make yourself comfortable here, do that. We, we've been here a while, and if something needs to change, have the last few moments like in a posture that comforts you. When you're ready to move on, just awaken yourself slowly so you don't need to get up from here. I'm going to keep talking, but you might want to stay and be in Shavasana for a while if you are fully relaxed and can stay, stay. If you are ready to move on, you're moving slowly, you're getting yourself up to seated. Right. And then wherever we are, we'll just take a moment to be in our own spaces and to feel the shared space of practicing together. And again, if you are still in Shavasana, you just stay and enjoy. But you can still join in this closing, right? So we'll do this with each of the classes where if you can just drift off, please do. And know that we are with you in spirit. If you need to sign off, we'll bring our hands to heart center. And sending our best to each other. Thumbs to forehead center. Good night, y'all. Namaste. Everybody sleep good. See you soon. Good night. I'll turn your Zooms off. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.